0: Welcome, gentle listener, and hearken to me hither. I wish to share with thee a sumptuous tale of desire. Reading alone certainly has its place, but some activities are rather more pleasant when shared. The annals of female erotica scarcely receive the accolades they ought. More's the pity... So it is that I seek to pay homage and tip my cap to the literary titans of our age. Let us escape together in wonderment, mystery, and lusty exaltation, for these are bleak and uncertain times indeed. Perhaps within the dewy revelry of pulpy romance we may hope to pluck away our cares and quench the communal thirst of our voracious appetites. Together we shall curry the favor of gentle solace and ascend to the ethereal plane of our own imagination. Perhaps, as we bask in the afterglow of titillation, we may kindle the fires for a brighter tomorrow, or perhaps tis no more than a brief chance to get our proverbial rocks off. I beseech thee, nuzzle into your headphones and allow this humble token of Slightly more than friendship To caress the trembling inner chambers of your mind As we conclude Moist Lily's second season And usher in the holidays I wish to express hearty gratitude for your company May the days ahead With or indeed without your loved ones Bring you comfort and joy O tidings of comfort and joy. May your stocking and turkey be stuffed silly, and your cup runneth over with mirth and merriment. May your dreams be filled with sugar plum dances and canes of candy, or dances from a sweet plum named Candy, who canes you. It's your dream, no judgment here. As is customary, I will likely spend my days covered head to toe in tinsel, deck the halls with mistletoe and await unsuspecting victims whom I shall ravish in the new old-fashioned way. After which, I will host the most extravagant Yuletide banquet, featuring an array of holiday well-to-do who's-who's. Krampus, Gunther the talking goat from the nativity scene, Joe Pesci, and Will 2 to name but a few. Anyway... Before all that, I must share with you a tale of tidings spicier than a double-pump pumpkin latte. (laughs) To get us all in the holly-jolly mood, a traditional treat about dragon realms, vampires, and magically imbued fertility minerals. All I want for Christmas is my mating stone by the festive and fierce Dynamo duo Brenda Trim and Tammy Julka. Mac and her saucy vampire mate Kieran are on a quest to retrieve a missing mating stone and find themselves in the dragon realm of Koth, which is basically like the fire-breathing lizard version of the North Pole. Reunited with their dragon shifter pals, the pair seek answers, but will likely get none, in no small part because I was lazy and wanted to wrap this shit up so I could go on holidays. Enjoy! Kieran grabbed Mac's hand and stepped through the portal that transported them from Earth to Koth. Dizziness assailed him as they traveled between the two dimensions. He closed his eyes against the swirling sensation and prayed he didn't hurl all over his mate. He would rather go up against a hundred demons than step through a portal. He'd been nauseous, for the next couple of days, and his equilibrium would be off for a week. As soon as he stepped into the dragon realm, warm, humid air slapped his face, and he took several breaths to calm his roiling stomach. He glanced over at Mac and stepped out of her path. Her ashen complexion told Kieran she might vomit on him. I'll never get used to that, she muttered, as she wiped her brow with the back of her hand. Seemed he wasn't the only one who didn't care for portals. Nate appeared next, and shouted the moment he set foot on his home turf. Fuck, my dragon feels alive, he bellowed, and blasted a stream of fire toward the night sky. Kieran noticed his red eyes had transformed into faceted gemstones that reminded him of rubies. This was a dragon's natural state, and Kieran wondered if it was related to flying. Maybe the facets protected their eyes or enhanced their vision. Mac jumped to the side, dodging the scalding heat Nate's flames emitted. "'Watch it, Dragon Breath. This shit is flammable,' she scolded, and pointed to her spiky hair. "'His mate-used goddess only knew what to make her hair stand in spikes all over her head. "'It was her signature style, and Kieran loved her wild and crazy look. "'It matched her personality. "'Oh, yeah, I forgot you use a bottle of gel every day,' Nate joked with a laugh. "'Bite me,' she counted, and flipped her middle finger his way. "'That's my job,' Kieran interjected, and pulled Mac to his side possessively. "'Do not forget it,' he murmured against her ear. "'His mate shivered, and her whisky eyes filled with desire. "'Compulsions were strong between mates. "'Desire, possession, jealousy, lust, devotion. "'It was intoxicating and maddening, all at the same time, welcome, Prince Kieran. Legetti announced, interrupting their moment as he stepped from the shadows. Legetti was second in command to King Angus and leader of the Mahis knights. Kieran noted his attire, which consisted of leather pants and nothing else, and recalled that was typical for the Dragon Knights. Less clothes to carry for the fire-breathing beast once they shifted, and Mac. "'Always a pleasure,' Legetti added as he approached their group. "'He embraced Mac first, then Kieran. "'Tis good to see you both,' Kieran greeted, then turned to Lorne, "'one of Angus's highest-ranking knights. "'Thank you for meeting us here. "'It's an honour to escort you and Mac to the castle,' Lorne replied, "'then barrelled toward Nate, knocking his friend to the ground.' Ever since Angus placed Nate at Zoom in the T-Rex realm, the Dragon Knights hadn't seen each other often about fucking time. you came home, douche Dick, the male growled, and their banter quickly escalated into a wrestling match on the ground. Ignore the children, Legetti informed Kiran and Mac with a shake of his head as he made his way towards a clearing, ready for takeoff. He asked with a wide smile. "'I know Angus and Kira are anxious to see you. "'Flying bareback on a dragon was Kieran's second least favorite thing to do. Given pow- "'Giving power to someone else was damn near impossible for control freaks, "'and Kieran was master of that domain. "'Not to mention he wasn't a fan of heights. Woohoo! yelled Mac excitedly as she secured the straps on her backpack. "'I'm beyond ready,' she announced. "'and bounced on the balls of her feet in anticipation. "'His mate, on the other hand, loved flying on the back of dragons. "'I, I can barely contain my excitement,' Kieran quipped flatly "'as Leggetti disappeared into the darkness. "'He guessed the male was undressing "'and appreciated the fact he didn't strip in front of Mac. "'Supernaturals weren't shy about nudity or sexuality.' but mated couples didn't like the idea of anyone exposing their nude body in front of their fated. Trumpeting filled the air, and the dragon's bellow vibrated through Kieran's body. The sound was deafening, and he watched Mac plug her ears. When the noise subsided, he grabbed Mac's hand and walked towards the large beast. The massive creature was easily fifteen feet tall, and its wingspan was five times that in width. The slate-gray scales looked iridescent under the purple moon of Koth, and Legetti's faceted blue eyes looked like giant hubcaps staring down at them. The dragon snorted, and a puff of smoke shrouded Kieran and Mac. "'All aboard,' Legetti instructed via mind-speak." I call the driver's seat, Max squealed as the dragon laid on the ground so she could climb on its back. Fine by me, Kieran retorted as he hopped on the dragon's leg, then hoisted his body behind Max. I prefer this position anyway, he murmured as his cock jerked against her ass. He reached around, cupping her lush bosom, and immediately wondered if anyone had ever fucked on the back of a dragon. If not, maybe he and Mac should christen Leggetti. Maybe flying wasn't so bad after all. He amended, as the image of Mac riding him in the sky filled his one-track mind. Keep it clean, leech. We've got company, Mac said over her shoulder, but then wiggled her butt against his groin. So fucking sexy. His hands travelled south and cupped her sex. He nuzzled her neck, and her citrus-vanilla scent... Filled his nostrils. His fangs shot from his gums, and he scraped them against the tender flesh at her neck. Don't even think of buggering on my back. If you do, I swear I'll drop you down the throat of Mount Baita. Legeti threatened. Kieran wasn't too fond of lava either, so he willed away his raging erection. He had no doubt Legeti was serious, and charred flesh didn't sound too pleasant. In the next breath, the dragon leapt into the air. Its enormous wings flapped in succession, causing a wind tunnel around them. Kieran wrapped his arms around Mac's waist and held her against his chest. Within moments, they were soaring through the sky. "'Don't you love this?' Mac asked as she looked over her shoulder at him. He saw the elation on her face and couldn't help but smile at his stunning mate." Truthfully, it was hard not to love the view. Koth was an incredibly beautiful realm, and from this position it was breathtaking. The lavender glow from the moon illuminated the trees and ground beneath them. There were no cars in the realm, so the air was crisp and clear. It invigorated Kieran to his core. He was over seven centuries old, and recalled when earth was primitive, like Koth. He missed the days of simplicity. Not to mention, Koth held a special place in Kieran's heart. It was where he and Mac discovered they were mates. What started with her stabbing him in the chest ended in her risking everything to save him from certain death. A true love story, in his opinion. It doesn't suck, Kieran replied, as he took in their surroundings, then kissed her cheek. He glanced over his shoulder when he heard the bellow of another dragon. Nate, he concluded when red eyes met his. Another dragon flanked his side, and Kieran assumed that was Lorne. Don't let them beat us, Mac encouraged Legetti, and Kieran felt the dragon surge. Minutes later, Kieran spotted the city lights of Doommetef. Cobblestone streets and stone buildings stretched for miles until they met the sandy beach leading to Sakura Sea, where, which was inhabited by the storm-warm sea dragons. The scene reminded him of the villages in Italy. Suddenly, something flew near his face, and Kieran swatted at what looked like a woodpecker— Its body was covered in blue and red feathers, and it had a long pointed beak that glowed green. The pesky creature returned, and before Kieran knew what was happening, it latched onto his arm and buried its beak into his shoulder. "'What the fuck?' Kieran shouted as pain assailed him. He grabbed the creature with his bare hand and squeezed its neck until he felt the body go limp. In the next breath, they were surrounded, By a dozen of the killer woodpeckers, Kira noticed only half of them had glowing beaks. What the hell are these? He shouted to Lugeti as they swarmed around them. Wakati, the females are poisonous, so don't let them sting you. Lugeti told them through dragon mind speech. And how do we know which are females? Max screeched as she kicked one that landed on his dragon. The ones with glowing beaks. Shite! I got stung by one of them. What happens now? Kieran barked as he pulled his Saigon Dew from his foot. The next fucker that got near them was losing a head. You die, Leggetti replied. We- then Kieran heard a deep chuckle. Just kidding. You'd have to be stung many times for it to kill you. A glowing beak barreled towards Mac, and Kieran stabbed it when it was in striking range. Feathers flew and a screech rent the air before the wakati tumbled downwards. Another one landed on Mac's head, and she jumped to her feet, standing on the dragon's back, arms flailing as she tried to knock the creature off her head, but its claws were tangled in her hair. Do not move, Kieran ordered, as he tried to grab the creature, but Mac was moving around too much. She yanked the wakiti out of her hair and tossed it away, but the movement threw her off balance, and she fell off Legetti's back. Kieran's heart stopped as she watched her fall towards the ground. Legetti, Kieran shouted, and pointed downwards. I see her. Hold on, the dragon ordered, then lunged downward. Kieran's hands grappled for something to secure his hold and latched onto some scales before he joined Mac in the air. Kieran couldn't see Mac's body as she disappeared into the dark abyss below, and he panicked. "'They weren't that high off the ground. It wouldn't take long for her to fall to her death. "'Where is she?' Kieran yelled as he looked in every direction. "'Mac!' he shouted at the top of his lungs, but there was no reply. "'His body suddenly jostled, and he prayed it wasn't Leggetti reaching for Mac and missing. "'Mac!' he shouted again, his voice cracking with emotion. "'I'm right behind you, leech,' replied Mac, "'and it was the sweetest insult he'd ever heard. "'Kieran looked over his shoulder to see Mac perched on Nate's back "'and smiling his direction. "'You're not getting rid of me that easily.' "'Relief washed over Kieran. "'If anything had happened to her, he didn't know what he'd do. "'His life would mean nothing if she weren't in it. "'Do not ever do that again, mate,' he scolded, "'as his heartbeat returned to normal.' "'Thank you, Nate. I owe you one.' "'Can I get that in writing?' Nate answered, "'then released a stream of fire, barbecuing the remaining wakiti. "'His massive snout widened, and the dragon devoured the midair, "'Tasty little fuckers!' "'Kieran felt a painful burn in his shoulder where the creature had stung him. "'Is this shite supposed to hurt?' he asked Leggetti. "'For a day or so. You'll have a rash as well.' Kira will have ointment that soothes the pain. Don't be such a baby, Legetti told Kieran. Up ahead, Kieran spotted the castle. Tatanum, home of King Angus and Queen Kira. They were also Izzy's guardians, which was the reason for their visit. Hopefully the vampire princess could help them locate the missing mating stone. Otherwise, this trip was a waste of precious time. Was that good for you too, gentle listener? Should your thirst for this particular tale be yet unslaked, look no further than the Amazon or perhaps your local book merchant. I've taken the liberty of including links to the author's work in the story notations. If you have enjoyed your visit, please be sure to sing praises of the Lily on High to your acquaintances, significant others, and fellow personages of Estimable taste. Bellowing from either Raptor or Rooftop is cautiously encouraged. However, five-star reviews and social media shares are preferable. Should you be so inclined, one may also happen upon news, updates, and a veritable plethora of other such erotic goings-on at www.moistlily.com. I bid you warm, and do salutations until our next chance encounter.